hello there. We are back. And this is another podcast, the Empathetic Life Podcast, the Psychic Monique Medium. Psychic Medium Monique Empath. This is another podcast. I have thrown myself off a cliff. I am oh. filming before I am actually recording. Before I'm actually ready to record. Kind of totally don't want to do this. I do want to do this. But I am not ready to do this. As you can see, I do not have the earbuds that I want. And so I wasn't going to film, record at all. But I said, you know what? This is a good opportunity to practice some exposure therapy. So let's begin. Stalking. Stalking within the psychic community. I guess it wouldn't be stalking within the psychic community, but I want to talk about how people, stalkers, attempt to use psychics to stalk their victims. Now, it's already like even a weird thing to say because a psychic medium is a perspective, perspective, it's a um, intuition, it, it's one person's perspective of, of a situation that can be accurate, may not be accurate, but really can be accurate. That's the point of a psychic, right? So a person who wants to stalk somebody, find out what they are, where they're doing, it's like, theoretically, okay, yeah, you could use a psychic to do so. But then you would also be having to dependent, be dependent on that psychic being accurate. So it's a weird thing. So it's really psychological which a lot of stalking is psychological in the first place right it's to make the victim uncomfortable it's an it's an obsession with the victim so the stalking individual has the problem obviously they're the ones that are suffering from obsession a controlling behavior the need to control um anxiety when they feel like they're out of control so they're the ones in chaos right they just selected an output to put this chaos to. So them, so the behaviors of stalking is something going on with the stalker, but the the external representation of it makes the it's all intimidating to make the victim uncomfortable. Maybe it's not too, well. Sometimes it is to make the victim uncomfortable, to let the victim know that I'm in control of your life. I know what you're doing. I know where you're going. I know who you're talking to. I know what's that. It's like, I control that. You can't do anything without me knowing. And, 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 and not only without me knowing that I'm going to show up there, so I'm going to control your environment, but their behavior and the actions of their behavior is affecting the other person intensely. The more intense that stalker individual feels, out of control, the need to have control, the obsession, the, the more that energy is going to um, affect the victim. And as we know, thoughts create behaviors, energy creates behavior. So the more energy that you have something, the more your behaviors are going to act towards it. So then instead of just thinking about the person, obsessively thinking about the person, that energy is going to build and build and build and it's going to create physical actions. So then they're going to want to follow that person. They're going to go with it. Yeah, I'm saying this and it's getting me overwhelmed. It's like, oh, it's just a thought of, of, that somebody could be doing that. Stalking is very uncomfortable. So that's what stalking is about. I guess you can go on into 
more understandings of stocking. There's a lot out there in the world if you want to really understand stocking. But I'm going to talk about stocking and the, the, the stalker's attempted use of a psychic medium. So talking to anyone about the victim is, is probably something that the stalker would be wanting to do, always wanting to engage, always wanting to talk about them, always. So anybody who would listen, really. So that's kind of some of the parts where a psychic falls in. person is being paid to listen to you, um, is being paid to, yeah, to listen to you. So the stalker would call up the psychic and say, oh, this person, and I wonder hey. what they're doing. What Do you know what they're doing? I wonder, last week I noticed that their car wasn't parked hey. where they should be, and and then I and then I followed their car and what do you, like hey. they just want to talk about their victims and again, uh, um, contacting a psychic medium. A psychic medium is somebody who's going to listen to your to- story first of all, and then yeah, give you intuition. But it's somebody who's like you just paid to make a listen to you. Somebody who's just gonna, in- they hope to engage or listen to or some outlet that they can continue to perpetrate these obsessions. And this controlling this obsession about the victim. Another okay, so there's that for the listen. Okay, so when the stalker wants to ask the psychic, do you know where this person is or who they're living with or where what time, when are they getting off work? So this the stalker would have to believe, obviously, in psychics, like completely and feel like what the psychic's saying is is truthful and 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 accurate for that to help their case, right? Because if they're trying to find out where somebody lives, find out what somebody's doing, somebody's dating, um, they would have to believe that the stalker has, I mean, the the stalker would have to believe that the psychic actually has those answers. So there's this utmost trust or belief in a, a psychic. Now, me being a psychic <laughs> or have been, I'm still a psychic. Me providing my intuition over things, right? would say, you know, do I want people to believe me? I mean, I've talked about this before, but the idea is that I'm going to say what I pick up. That's all that I'm giving you. You can choose to believe it or not believe it. I don't, I don't mind. I don't care. (laughs) I don't care. You are asking me, what do I think of the situation? What do I see about the situation? So when I give a reading, it's not that I need the client to believe you have to, but this is what I see. This is what the energy, this is what I, I see it as this person is coming to me to ask me what my, they value my opinion for whatever reason, or they're just interested in my opinion. Okay. For this element of stalking using a psychic, this stalker would have to like be convinced that what the psychic is saying is accurate. Okay. So a full trust into the psychic. Now there's an interesting thing about that because a person who's controlling of another feels that they need to control other individuals is obsessed about other individuals, like can't stop thinking about other individuals, tends to lack a sense of boundary. Okay. They they don't know, they they lack that boundary. They lack saying like, okay, that's their life. And maybe I might be interested, but you know, I can't really get into their lives or, you know, I'm going to step back and just, you know, have these thoughts in myself. So there are people who tend to lack boundaries and there are people who tend to believe or want 
or feel that they can control another individual. So to, when you when a person feels like they control other people, the you 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 don't need trust, right? So if I'm a controlling person and I feel I can control other people or I want to control other people, I don't need to trust them. I just need to control them. If I don't trust them, then I'm going to coerce them or force them or do things so they would comply with what I want. So for a stalker to completely trust a psychic medium, that's kind of where things fall apart. Is the stalker really trusting that psychic medium? Or is the stalker getting some release or relief when they hear a potential outcome of something? Um, kind of like they're stalking an individual. So they believe that this individual never goes out after five because they've, they've stalked them and they followed them. They're like, they never go out of, after five o'clock. I know my victim. They're never going to call them my victim, but we're going to call them the victim because that's what they are. My victim never goes out after 5 p.m. And I sit and I watch him, her from across the street <laughs> all night. And then one time night, the stalker is doing that and the victim is not there. And they're like, oh, they never go out. And, and then the stalker being controlling, obsessive and will tend to lean on delusion. But I'll get to that. And say, oh, they must be out with someone else or they must be out with this guy. They have their assumptions of what they feel could be happening or what they would want to be happening. So going to a psychic is a way for this stalker to feel validated in what they already believe or their hope to feel validated in what they are believe. It's like, I feel that um, this person is um, going on a date with somebody else and and how dare they go on a date? And I feel like that's what they do. They're usually home, but I feel, I, I just swear they're going on a date. That might not be the truth, but that's what the stalker feels because that's what they fear. That's their jealousy. That's their obsession and their compulsion and their need to control. They don't, for their victim to go on a date, they did not allow that. They don't want that. They don't want their victim to do that. So the defiance is always imminent. With a stalker, with anybody who's controlling, defiance is always there. Is again the lack of trust. I don't. If I'm going to control you, I don't need to trust you, because I'm just going to make you do whatever I want you to do, right? So the stalker doesn't see their victim there as they usually do. So they're like, oh, the victim is out out on a date with somebody else. How dare they? So they call a psychic, thinking psychics are generally accurate or psychics know things. Psychics can figure things out right and they so they feel that this if this that's what they feel is going on but they feel like the psychic also will agree or will also see that to validate what they perceive that's what they want they're looking for validation for what they perceive if they ask neighbor joe oh do you think she's out with a, a thing they may not feel neighbor joe is smart enough to know or trust enough or there's no reason for neighbor joe to know like they don't they don't value neighbor joe but they, a psychic you would hear oh they're accurate they can see the future they can see things right so it's almost like you're getting you want somebody you've put somebody on a somewhat of a pedestal some way and you want them to validate what you're saying so they'll contact the psychic and say oh is she out with a is she out on a date with a guy 
And their intentions is that the psychic would say, yes, she's out on a date with a guy. So then they'd be like, okay, I'm going after her. I'm going to stop this date, right? If the psychic were to say, if the psychic were to say, because I'm also going to talk about me individually and what I think the problems or the dangers of these types of psychic readings. Okay. So if they feel if the if the if the the perpetrator the stalker says oh they must be out on a date right psychic psychic tell me tell me what you see what are they doing and then the psychic says i i see that they went out to lunch with their mom or went out to dinner with their mom or they're at the grocery store and then the stalker now does not have validation for what they feel it may not change what they feel and let me tell you why it may not change what they feel because that is the hallmark of stalking. It's the need to control and the the obsessive thoughts about what is happening with their victim or their need to control their victim. So they usually see their victim at home after five o'clock and that victim never goes out. Then on one particular date, that victim is not at home. So they they need to control they need that victim to be home they need that victim to be where they need it to be so if it's not that's going to create a whole set of anxieties and we can go into how extreme anxiety even mild anxiety anxiety has this fun way of creating letting letting your creative mind go overboard into the negative and and creating that and it could go to the extreme of delusion when you're anxious, you're thinking of all the things that could potentially happen but are not actually happening. And if you're very nervous about it, you're going to perceive all the, the very negative things happening. You're not going to have anxiety and be like, I'm so anxious. I feel like I'm going to have the greatest day ever and all these wonderful things are going to happen. I'm so anxious. I mean, you could have anxiety about that because you could be scared of that, scared of good things happening to you. But generally, it's always something negative. So. The stalker now, if they see that their victim is not where they feel that their victim should be or where they feel they approve their victim should be, that's going to cause anxiety, right? That's going to cause them to be like, where are they? Where are they? It's like you'll put something down and then you go back and it's not there. Objects, sure. People, you're going to have to let it go because you can't control people. But with the stalker, that's what they think. They put their victim down at, at, in, the victim, in the victim's house. For the victim to be watching TV and not going out and now the victim's not there, oh, red alert. They're, they're anxious. They're going to start creating things in their head of what the disaster of that could be. Now, I'm saying disaster from the, psych, the stalker's perspective, but it's not a disaster. But if the stalker's objective is to control that individual and all of a sudden they're feeling lack of control, that is going to be devastated and devastating and traumatic for them. Therefore, they're having an anxiety. A rational anxiety that we can all rationalize and say that makes sense? No, but that's the point. If a stalker was rational, they wouldn't be a stalker. You understand what I'm saying? You get what I'm saying? Okay. So they have all this anxiety. So now they're going to a psychic to validate what they think or whatever, or to release that anxiety. So if the psychic says, no, I don't see it. I don't, I see that she's just, she just went to the grocery store. Right. Um, will that ease the stalker's anxiety so like okay she's just at the grocery store 
No, because they don't want her to be at the grocery store. Maybe it's not as extreme as the fear that they have that she's dating someone else or she's out with something or whatever, whatever their stocking, stock mind thinks of. It could be that the fact that she's not there where they want her to be. It, it doesn't have, it's not, it's not always something so, um, how would you say, like, stalkers want to control, they want to control who you date, they want to control um, um, people in your lives. It, it could be down to this, the, I need to see that individual where I always see them. I need them to have a routine that I, I approve for. So it, it might not even, so they might be somewhat maybe relieved, like, oh, okay, well, she's just at the grocery store, but now they're mad because she's now they're mad because she's not there. You know, that sense of loss of control of everything. Okay. And in a, in a non nefarious way, like if you've went, had some kind of accident in your life, like a car accident or something, and, and it was so unexpected and you have that sense of like, like you just don't feel like you have the control, that anxiety of, you just don't feel you have control of everything. It's not other people, but you're just like, Oh my gosh, I, I don't want to, go outside because I don't know if it's going to rain and can will it rain? You know, that sense of loss of control. So many people experience that on many types of walks in life, but we're talking about the one that's coupled with nefarious behavior that has to do with the manipulation, the control and the abuse of someone else. That's what I'm talking about, but that's what it's like though. So again, I get upset because my ice cream falls down. I go, Oh my gosh, whatever. Right. I'm okay. But somebody who has an obsession with ice cream and that's all they do when they can't stop and their ice cream falls down. You see what I'm saying? It's the same anxiety, but it's the different levels and the different reasons for it. Like you would be like, I can't make sense. Me, my OCD, I can, people say, why can't you just use your headphones until you get the right setup? It seems normal. But for me, because it's important to me, it's important to me. That's why it's it's so intense to me. So that's what it's like with the stalkers. So maybe I'm giving you a little bit of the stalker's perspective. Um, not necessarily to have, well, empathy in the sense of you have, empathy doesn't mean that you feel sorry for somebody or you feel, you feel um, ultimate compassion. Empathy means that you're empathizing, that you can understand what somebody's going through. You could, you can, you can, um, um, feel it or conceptualize it, but it doesn't mean that you agree with it, you like it, or you think it's a good thing. You understand? Okay, so we're empathizing with the stalker here. These are, these are big, these are big brain concepts of empathy and psychic reading. Okay, so we're empathizing with the stalker. Okay, so even though that the psychic reader is not validating their fears, right? And, it, and it's something opposite. So they're scared that the person's out on the date and the psychic says, no, I don't see that. They're just at the grocery store. It's not going to necessarily eliminate that stalker's anxiety or that stalker's obsession or compulsion because, again, it has to do with the, the, the nuances and the subtleness and the minute efforts of control. Remember earlier where I said that stalking and that compulsion and that need, it's, it's stuff going on with the stalker. It's it's the that individual has problems outside of their victim, whatever. 
Um, I guess you can get stalkers who just ended up doing that just because of a person. It won't last that long. Usually read the literature. It doesn't last that long. It's just probably like sometimes it's a, a terrible breakup you can't get over. I'm not excusing those behaviors, but sometimes it's very short lived. Whereas we're talking about the ones where it's like going on for years and they're that type of stuff. So that that um seeking a psychic for for the validation of what they feel and the psychic doesn't give validation where they give something like logical, it's not gonna ease it. It might even actually make it worse because now that they they aren't validated in their big fear, right? <gasps> oh, they're dating someone else or somebody else is controlling their lives or they're I'm losing control of my victim, right? That's the big fear. It it might amplify the little things like, oh, well, okay, she went to the grocery store, that's it. But I missed that. I missed that cue. I, I didn't I didn't check her trash enough to see if she had groceries. I missed that. So it could actually s- snowball into something much more like more, you know, like um these things are not gonna an individual who's who's stalking has some huge challenges and they're not gonna be solved just by telling the person that they're not because the logic of the stalking behavior went out the window days year long time ago. <laughs> okay. You can't make sense out of nonsense. So um they're obsessed. They need to control. That's what they're doing. So again, so why would they go to the the psychic? Again, just because they, they're obsessed and they want somebody to talk, 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 talk about it with. Two, they are looking for validations for what validation, maybe a justification as well. That if this if the psychic said, Yeah, I do see she's out on a date. And so now they're mad about that because they feel like this person was supposed to tell them, or this person said whatever their rules are of this person. So now they feel that they're justified in doing and whatever other damage they're gonna go, they're gonna do to. So that's dangerous. And then the other thing is that even if the psychic doesn't validate that or doesn't see that or bring some logic into it, it it's not gonna create logic. Okay. It's not gonna create logic for them because they're already working from an illogical place. So everything is going to be a problem. Anything the psychic says is just gonna be fuel and fire to continue that behavior. Now, I can't, you know, I there's no book on psychic how psychic should psychic. <laughs> I wish there was. I wish there was some legal re- um regulations on what you can and cannot do. If you work for certain platforms, um, there are some legal um rules. If you're a psychic working for certain platforms of like large psychic platforms where they have a bunch of advisors and you work for the, you work on that platform, there are some legal regulations of what you can do. So there is some some boundaries in there, but I wish there was more like I wish there was more. When I always say this that if you're asking me about someone's thoughts or feelings sure we can get into that and i'll tell you why because i might i mean i'll tell you why there's an interesting thing that i've learned over the years and this is just my experience it's anecdotal okay the difference between speculating because that's what psychics are doing speculating on someone's thoughts and feelings it's very different from speculating on like material physical things that someone can validate okay and that's because 
no matter how much someone believes in a psychic, even me, I believe in psychics. I, I have friends that are whatever, or even friends that aren't psychics, like people in my life that I just blow my mind how intuitive they are and they would never think of them as psychics. They're just regular people in the world. Okay. So I guess I believe in the sense that I understand that some people can use their intuition to make conclusions that end up being very aligned with the facts of a situation. I I understand that. I understand. I I believe and understand that there's many ways to get to get to facts. Um I understand that. Okay. So what was I talking about? I lost my train of thought. Okay. Oh yeah, why? Okay. So when a psychic or Asking somebody about their thoughts or feelings or something are very different from material things, like what were they were doing, where they were, like physical, tangible things. Because again, no matter how much you believe or understand how intuition and the mind can can be aligned with facts, it's always still up in the air. It will always still be a mystery until it's 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 proven. Like it will always be a mystery until it's proven. Even if you believe it, there's time that has to, there's, there's a, there's a, there's a wormhole, you would say. There's a black hole of space where those thoughts and those feelings exist from when you ask of them to when you can validate them. And sometimes thoughts and feelings can, will never be validated. If you think somebody stole the cookie from this cookie jar, and there's no physical evidence or whatever, and you just think that they did, and you really intuitively feel that they did, and you've asked another psychic, and they intuitively feel that you did, and then you ask that individual, did you steal the cookie from the cookie jar? And the individual says no. That whole story will just exist in a black hole, a wormhole, as you will. There's no tangible way to validate that. So you who believes that they say, you will just have to think to yourself, well, I I know they said they didn't. I know there's evidence, but that's the truth. That's the belief or that's going to be my truth. That's going to be what I understand and try to live your way with that, without the validation. Learn to live your, live your life without the validation of that. And that would be like, well, then you you decide that you're not going to leave the cookies unattended with this person or you decide you are no longer going to make cookies with this person. You, that person may not have been the one that stole the cookies, but that's your space. That's your truth. That's your understanding. That's how you are choosing to conduct yourself based off of what you can consume or what you feel, right? That's allowed. So that's why asking somebody's thoughts or feelings is something that I I would look into when somebody's asking if I know they're a stalker. Well, it's different because if I know you're a stalker, there's I'll tell you I'll tell you the little things that I do um, to understand that to navigate that situation where I feel that's what's happening or it's evident where I feel that's happening and where it's evident that's happening. Okay, so again, asking somebody's thoughts or feelings because if you if the stalker says, "Oh, what does she think of me?" Does she think I'm a great person? Is she still in love with me or the female? Is he still in love with me or whatever? If I go, yeah, I think if this, if it's like, goes, yes, I still think they're in love. The victim, right? So the stalker, the victim 
it's clearly not with this person. <laughs> but it could be for many different reasons. You break up with somebody and you still love them, but you didn't like certain things or whatever. You want to move on, but you still have that kind of feeling for them. It might take some time for it to wear off or go away or you for move. So in that state, you could be not wanting to be around that person, but still have those feelings. And let's say the psychic reasons, the psychic says, yes, I do feel that they still have love for you. Okay, that might encourage the the stalker to continue to pursue. What? <laughs> that was really high. But um, that might encourage the stalker to continue because they're like, oh, the psychic said she still loves me. And I knew it. I knew it. Remember earlier what I said is that they will have their own ideas and just looking for someone to validate it right so it's almost like the psychic ends up being i want to say useless to them because if the psychic says yes i still think they love them it's invalidated what they already felt they they're pursuing and stalking this person it could be that because they feel that this person's in love with them right if they felt like this person wasn't in love with them, I'm going to say maybe they wouldn't be a stalker, but that, that's their pursuit. They're going after this thing because that's what they feel is happening. They believe that, right? If they didn't believe that, they may not be going after it. it they could be going after them for other reasons. Now it's revenge or whatever. But you understand there's a motive. There's a motive that they already have that they're already continuing to baby. So if you confirm that, if you were to as a psychic and say, yes, I do feel that they still care about you, right? You, you kind of are, you kind of are adding fuel to the fire, but at the same time, the fire was already there because if you say, no, I don't think that they do, this person who's obsessed with that idea and believes that idea is not like they, they're, they, to let that go just because one person said How that. How can you say if that? If it was that simple, they, that wouldn't be the obsession. Right. You understand if it was that simple for them, they keep creating the person. She didn't call me back, but that's because she's busy. Um, she she's she's not speaking, to me, but that's because she's in a re new relationship where her 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 partner doesn't let her speak to me. Um, she didn't call me back because she's she's so in love. She she she's scared to follow her heart, her true heart. You know, there's constant excuses of, of to validate or constant excuses to bring it back to the person's in love with them. So even if the psychic says, no, I don't see that they're in love with them, it would be like, um, they would be like, they may go, oh, okay, yeah. But then they'll be obsessing. They'll think of times or maybe if they, they'll think like, okay, she doesn't love me, but maybe if I do this thing, then she'll love me again. She'll love me again. You understand? So there, you can't win with somebody who's in that state. You can't win. Um, this is very different from somebody who's not in that kind of obsessive state. And maybe he's just thinking, is this person, does this person still have feelings for me? Do you think? And that way they're not, they can, they can accept it either way because they're not obsessed. It's just a general curiosity. Curiosity is different from an obsession. Because an obsession is like, you're committed to that. And, and that's what all you can focus on. And that's what you're, 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 you're done. Your mind is just stuck on that thing. It, it's, it's stuck. <laughs> okay. There's other therapeutic, psychological therapy type of things, cognitive behavior, other kind of things to help people get out of that stuck pattern. But that's a whole process. It's not going to happen within one second reading just because you say no. You understand? 
Okay. So with me, if somebody is, if I, if I think someone's stalking, <laughs> hold on, before I get there, if somebody's a- asking me questions about someone's thoughts or feelings, I will more tend to answer that in certain situations on more. And even on live streams, they'll say, I don't ask me the whereabouts of what somebody's doing or what's going on in their life. But if you want to ask me the thoughts and feelings of whatever, sure. Because again, I'm going to say that you may believe me, but there is no validation ever of that. So it's stuff that we could just, we could just yimmer or yammer about. I could just tell you what I feel. We can just, it's just stuff in the air. And the idea is that I'm going to say what I see. I'm going to say what I, I, I truly pick up. And if I truly pick up, um, that the person is no longer in love with you, stalker, they're not, then that is one pebble that is probably not going to do much in this person's, this person's stalking life. That's like one thing, you know what I mean? It's kind of like that concept with people who are conspiracy theorists and they're stuck on a conspiracy, telling them, no, the earth is not flat. Like you're, you're not, you're not going to convince them. You know what I mean? You're not going to convince them. But having a firm, consistent position on what you feel to be the fact, like a firm, consistent position, then creates a, a boundary almost. You know, if, if you're constantly, if somebody's constantly telling you that the earth is flat, earth is flat, and you're like, no, it's round, no, it's round. Eventually, they're not going to be able to, that conversation won't go anywhere. Um, it won't grow, it won't move. And if they're wanting to have that, it's either they're going to have to transition into aggressively making you comply with them. So then that's going to be an abuse tactic. So you're not going to want to have a conversation with them anyways, because you're not going to want to be abused or controlled. You're like, I can't talk to this person. They think the world's flat. And then now they're trying to force me to think that now it's, now it's beyond the earth being flat. It's trying to control another individual again. That's not going to fly, so that conversation won't go anywhere. And then, if they were to um, feel that you they you you are so opposite of them, they're going to move away from you because they want to be connected with people who share like-minded. To be in opposition with someone is a difficult and uncomfortable situation, and so that's why flat earthers get together around the world. They unite together around the world, right? That's why there's groups of them because they need a support. They need to funnel their, they need an echo chamber, right? Of their own thoughts, right? So setting a firm boundary of something, um, create or setting um, a consistent, a consistent position, perspective on something creates a, 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 a boundary, a boundary. So again, if I were to pick up no, I don't think, I don't see that. I don't see that. I'm just saying, I don't see that. I'm not saying that she doesn't, and I don't know. I'm just saying that you're asking me, and I do not see it. That will, that will often create a boundary between me and that person, because they would no longer want to engage with me over this conversation, because I don't see what they see. I, I don't see that, and I'm not arguing with them. So there's, there's no need for them to try to control me to, to break, well, that's not going to happen. It's a psychic reading. That's the end of the reading. You can't, you know what I mean? Um, so, so 
that is one thing that I would do. I would I would share what I see because it's it's going to create a boundary. Now, if the opposite, if I see that this person does have feelings for them, right? The next question would be like, oh well, not necessarily. I'm not nav- I'm not going to like say how it always goes, but I'm saying like what I'm articulating is this person has feelings for you, but also is nowhere near you. Does not want to communicate with you and all that. So there's a there's a cognitive dissonance. There's a brain breaking <laughs> that will happen. How could somebody like me, but at the same time not be around me, not whatever? And for the obsessed person, that is that is brain breaking. They don't want their brain to break. They don't they don't want that. That's like how does that happen? If you like me, you should be with me and you should whatever. So there again, it creates a a a a a a, a somewhat of an oppositional or opposition or a concept that seems broken, if you will, that just seems like it won't connect. This she likes me, but she wants nothing to do with me. She likes me, but she wants nothing to do with me, which is true because she hasn't called me in ten days or she won't return my call, but she does like me. So again. They can continue with, oh, that's because her boyfriend, her new boyfriend is stopping her or whatever. But those are all rational. They're trying to rationalize the the truth of that situation or rationalize the current position of that situation. Right. That there's some disconnect. And now also that person is having that stalker is having a communication with me about their victim, right? So I am being triangulated into this, right? But I'm being triangulated into this where their victim is not a part of this. So really, when the stalker comes to me, a psychic to stalk, they are now in a connection with me. You know what I mean? It's with me. It's not with me. It's not with them, me, and their victim. That's how they hope it would be. But in reality, you're just talking to me. I am not going to pass messages to your victim. I am not going to whatever. They're, like I'm like this, like almost like you're going on a trip somewhere, and then there is this like checkpoint, and the checkpoint doesn't. It's not even really connected to the trip. It's just on the path to the trip. It's just like this checkpoint. You know, you're not going to get a golden ticket and then continue on the trip or you're not going to get it's not like customs where you go through customs and you get released to the country you're going to. No, this is like a checkpoint that is just like a almost like a Minecraft game. Like it could be a bomb. <laughs> it's just like a, a, a like an obstacle, if you will. Obstacle. That's the best way. I'm like the obstacle. They think I'm an alliance, but I'm the obstacle. And I'm not saying because I'm trying to be an obstacle. I'm saying like any time someone is asking you about an individual that you don't have contact with or that individual doesn't have contact with you, you're just an obstacle. So let me explain. So they are coming to me asking me questions about their target. Okay. If they don't like the things that I'm saying or they don't agree with the things I'm saying, their energy and displacement will come towards me because either I'll say, oh, 
she does not love you anymore. She's moved on, whatever, and she she doesn't think of you, right? They are obsessed with that person. So I'm saying things that are either negative or or um what do you call it? Negative or again oppositional to them. I'm saying it. I'm saying it's almost like they're coming in and they're saying I'm I, I'm saying stuff that's per, like it's oppositional to the person, the stalker. Negative. No. Can't. Yield. Stop. Traffic. Like everything. No, she doesn't like you. No, she it doesn't like you. No, she's not into you. No, she doesn't have feelings for you. She doesn't think about you. But I'm the one saying it. It's not they're not hearing it from their actual victim. So then it's kind of like I end up being the target. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, I'm the thing. They can disagree with me. They could say I'm wrong. They could say that I'm not reading it right. Or they can end up developing a connection to me that every time that they want some type of stalking ability with their victim, they do it to me. So it's almost like I'm now the release for their their thing. Like, so the, it's like, are you, you're in a relationship with me. You're not even in a relationship with them. It's, it's me. Right, um, because they need me to make every of of their moves. So then it's 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 a connection. They have a connection with me, thinking that I'm somewhere there, but in reality they know they're talking to me. You understand? Um, they can, they can't, and it's not advised. But it's like it's interesting how this type of stalker, um has some type of boundary fear or or something that prevents them from going to their victim at this time they probably have gone to their victim a lot at this time but they they realize or there's something about that they understand that they cannot connect to that victim themselves they need a third party so there is some understand on some level of consciousness that they do not have connection with their victim and that this is the only way. It's almost like keeping a, a, a memento of someone or something symbolic, symbolically. So then you end up having a connection with that item and it's not really with that person. Oh, the shirt that they used to wear. And so I keep the shirt, the sweater, or they left their hair tie. So I always use this hair tie. Your connection ends up being with that thing thing would be me in this situation right and not that person I don't know I don't know if that's a healthier way to go about it I guess it could be argued because it is like finding an outlet for your stress and I am (coughs) oppositional to their reality but I'm not I'm not oppositional to them I'm listening to them I'm talking to them I'm communicating with them I'm, I'm keeping up my boundaries right? So they can, you know, there's boundaries of like, this is still a paid conversation, (laughs) you know, that we're not just going to yammer yammer. There's an objective to this conversation. There's a, 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 um, a reason for this reading today or this communication today. There's an objective. And when that objective's done, we're done and we won't connect that type of thing. So they, they, encapsulates them into this connection with this thing um that would rather would would otherwise be the victim right 
but it's also creating a boundary where they're not, it, it's not complete. It's not really transferring onto me per se. It's transferring onto what the reading is. And that's because I don't share. Well, when I'm trying to explain something, I'll give an example that might be loosely related to my life. Half the times I'll tell you the truth. It's not. It's just things that I make up on parts of my life that it's not like I, I make shit up. Not say I lie, but I, I'm, it's an example. And I will say that. And I'm like, for example, let's say this or in my life, I've noticed that this, 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 whatever. So but there's never me sharing my story or me or me depending um, on on the stalker to to listen to my story. There's nothing. So it's a very one way one way um relationship. So if if I have all these structures and boundaries, it's it's kind of like they're just connected to that one thing. So I guess you can argue there's some mechanism of health there, but I wouldn't even argue that there's some mechanism of health because I would say an individual who is able to redirect their obsession or whatever already has some like they're the ones creating it. I have to give the the credit to the individual, that stalker, that they have something that they're realizing. There's some lights of reality or acceptance that they they realize that there is a disconnect between them and the um their victim. So those are the things that I would I would engage if I'm talking to somebody. It's very like sure I would share their thoughts or their feelings on something. Um, but I, I would, I won't answer questions about what they're doing or other relationships that they're in or those kind of things. No. Um, <clears throat> uh, yeah, no, I won't share those things. I went off in trail of thought. I was also thinking about when it comes to stalking individuals where I draw the line. It's kind of really clear because I have so many things that I won't answer. Um, I saw my my ex the other day and they were, they're usually home and I didn't see them home. Do you know where they were? Like, I won't answer those questions. Um, again, physical whereabouts, what the other person is doing, how they feel in other, other relationships or how they're, will that relationship last? Um, I stray away from those conversations. So there's a lot that I can't answer. So somebody coming in trying to utilize me to help them stalk an individual or I should say someone comes in to utilize me to carry out controlling obsessive behaviors um, will get stopped at the pass with me. Sorry, I'm burping. We'll get stopped at the pass with me. Like you'll get, you'll get stopped. You'll get stopped before because I won't answer those questions so it won't be a communication that we we have um so those individuals who are hardcore stalking and haven't even come to those awareness like I don't engage um so I can't say so even if somebody who maybe is not a stalking and they just asking that question just because of a moment in time like even that individual who's not a stalker but just ask that question I won't answer so what I'm saying is that the person who is dangerously in abusive stalking won't get that opportunity in the first place with me. Um, do I have advice for other psychics or other things out there or an awareness that, yeah, if, if you, if you, um, stalkers use 
every single method they can to carry out these behaviors. It's it's a it's a lack of impulse control. It's a lack of controlling their emotions. So it's not just like, oh, they're using this to stop. It's like they're having all these issues and behaviors. So it's going to display those issues are going to play in every area of their life, every area of their life. So it would be a psychic. It would be your neighbor. It would be your your friends, your family, your social media. You know what I mean? So adding in a psychic to it is just, it's there's nothing grander or lesser about it or more in depth or whatever. Um, like I explained before, because for the stalker to fully believe in the psychic would be giving up control of a situation and control is what's majorly the problem that they have, the inability to control. And they want to control. So they want everybody to comply with them so they can control it. So will a stalker truly believe, truly, truly, truly believe in a psychic and be using this? Um, no. Because again, whatever the psychic says, they're going to do whatever. Um, it could be more harmful, I think, than more helpful. Um, because now they are on their own. They have to use their own mind their own resources that they can manufacture to stalk the individual or continue the behaviors of the obsession. But when they try to combine it with something else, another individual, they, they might be getting, there's a, there's a sense of empowerment, just like the group of flat earthers, they join together to, to find an empowerment. So that's, um, so that's them trying to join with another individual. And again, it could be anybody, okay? It could be anybody. Why they choose a psychic, again, for various those reasons I mentioned. But it's a sense of empowerment. So it's a more in dangerous, like, you know, the stalker should stalk on their own. We don't want them to have any kind of help. And you're not going to be um, the voice of reason. Um, forget about her. Don't be talking to her. Don't, don't whatever, or forget about him. You're not the voice of reason in somebody who has that, those challenges. Like you're not, it takes, it takes, um, very calculative treatment for that. Um, stalkers, again, this is in the literature, so read it. This is not Monique Empath with my knowledge. This is what I've read and what I understand. So validate it your own way. Um, but stalkers some are come from sometimes personality disorder. There's a greater there's a greater issue with this individual that this stalking behavior is did not just come up out of that victim. Those behaviors and those inabilities are already inside that individual. Okay, so you being a psychic and saying don't don't do that with that individual that is that is not even the tip of the iceberg on how to redirect an individual. So therefore, if you, I guess my advice, I don't know, whatever, but in my position, if I see those, those types of questions, I just don't answer it, whether the person's a stalker or not, I just don't, don't allow it. But if I were to understand that that person was, it, it's, it's for me, it's a lost cause. I'm not a therapist. So when it comes to stalking or that kind of behavior, I, there's nothing that I want to do to be part of that. Thank you, guys. You get it? You get it. You can't stop them. 
they're going to do what they're going to do, right? And I mean, hey, if you've ever used a psychic reading to figure out the whereabouts of what somebody's doing who has no contact with you or what they're up to or all those kind of things, um, that might be a, a moment to reflect on not the fact that you had the psychic reading, but the fact of to recognize that you're having um, a one-sided connection with an individual and it's so one-sided that you actually have to ask an external other party unrelated about it. That's how one-sided it is. Or, you know, one of the negatives about psychics is that they don't help and they're, they're, they're manipulative and they're terrible and it's just more damage than to be done. I think so. <laughs> this is to me as, oh, what am I going to get a reason? No, what I'm saying is the maturity of understanding that it's one person's perspective, it's one person's insight. It may be accurate, it may be not. But can you benefit from hearing another perspective of something? Absolutely. No man is an island, meaning that here on earth, we are as, as recluse as I am, as, as isolated as I am, human beings are interactive species. We interact with one another. So whether you value someone's perspective or don't, whether you are going to heed to someone's perspective or not, it is always a great idea to get a larger perspective. But once you have a larger perspective, you are responsible for what you choose or how you want to take in that perspective, what you see from it. You value, value the experiences that you gain in life and understand them that they could be a learning, they could be an understanding. And learning doesn't mean like learn something positive. It could be like, oh, I know that that I do not want that kind of perspective, or I don't want that kind of thing. You understand? But you you need to take responsibility, the autonomy of it. So yeah, I do um encourage psychic readings in the in the understanding that it's someone's perspective. And if we don't want to live in an echo chamber of our own thoughts. We want to hear what somebody else is saying. So then when we can consciously and constructively be decisive on whether we accept that perspective or not. Um, but I think so. And I think that's the, that's, the, that's the joy I find in psychic readings is that often getting another perspective and a perspective that is going to be so, um, What's the word? Like it's so like raw, like it's not um it's so matter of fact of and so just like like um not fluffed up. Well it shouldn't be, but it's not fluffed up. It's like, do you see this happening? Yes. Alright, that's it for now. Look, I made it through. I made it through. <laughs> it was rough, but I made it through without the Bluetooth transmitter and doing it the old way. I threw, there's some exposure therapy for you. All right, you guys, thanks for listening to The Empathetic Life with Psychopedia Monique Empath, and I'll see you in the next one. Bye.